BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The Chicago Bulls let a winnable game slip away against the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk a little bit about that game. We're also going to talk about the Bulls' current records against teams slated to be in the play-in tournament and the Bulls monitoring the buyout market according to Casey Johnson and Billy Donovan. We're going to get to all that plus the mailbag right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, I'm the host there, Hayes. But more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into this content for today. And the Bulls in this game against Orlando Magic, right? This is a game where the Bulls lost 114 to 108. They, had, they were down by two at the end of the first half. They came back in the third quarter. They have had a double-digit lead at one point. They had a six-point lead heading into the fourth quarter. And they end up only scoring 15 points in the fourth quarter to the uh, Orlando Magic's 21 points. They only scored 22 points in both the fourth quarter and the overtime period where the Orlando Magic scored 34 points. And unfortunately, the Bulls just did not have enough in the tank and did not execute well enough to, to, to win this game. Now, a lot of Bulls fans are talking about two a couple of things from this game. First thing is why didn't Andre Drummond play more, especially after the game against uh, you know, the, the Timberwolves, which using that double big lineup looked really good for the Chicago Bulls. And Andre Drummond played 17 minutes in this game. He does have four fouls, so he got those quick fouls. But overall, Drum just didn't play well in this game. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are going to look at the fact that the Bulls got out-rebounded badly and down the stretch of the game where we just needed a rebound. And I definitely understand why, you know, Bulls fans are calling for Andre Drummond to be in there. But there are two sides of the game of basketball. And the Vooch and Drum lineup in this game, was negative four when they were out on the court. Now, it wasn't a whole hell of a lot of minutes, so I'm not saying that maybe they couldn't have found their way to work out of it over time. I'm just giving the reasons of why Billy Donovan, looking at that lineup, maybe saw that and thought, you know what, Let's just, let, this may not be the game to use. it. Keep in mind, I know, I know it's a new shiny thing. I know it's the thing that a lot of Bulls fans are hanging their hat on, on. We need to play this lineup now more, more, more. But it's always going to be a specialty lineup that the Bulls do use. You have to use it correctly against certain teams. Now, I'm not against or not saying that there aren't going to be some times in some games where you can force the mismatch from other teams by making them adjust to you playing that lineup. That absolutely can happen against some of those games, some of those teams, but this was not one of them. What do you want? When you look at Vooch and Drummond playing out there together, let's just let's just look at it, right? That means that one of them is going to be guarding the center in, in Wendell Carter. That's fine. I think Wendell and Mo, Mo Wagner, either one of Vooch and or Drum can guard either one of those players. But then when you're looking at Paolo Bancaro, 
when you start getting to Franz Wagner playing at the four a little bit, not a whole hell of a lot. A lot of his minutes, he starts as their small forward, but he still does play uh, power forward in some lineups, but it's not a whole hell of a lot out there. Then you had like a player like Ingles, who I think had they played Ingles a lot more in the game, you definitely could have used Drum and Vooch more together, but Ingles ended up only playing nine minutes in this game. The fact of the matter is Mo Wagner and uh, Batazde, I think is how you say his name. I know I'm probably murdering it. It is what it is. That's just a difficult, and Paolo Bancaro, that's a difficult uh, uh, call for either one of those. You're going to typically keep Vooch, I would guess, out on the center, whoever's playing center. You don't want Vooch out there guarding a player like Paolo Bancaro out on the perimeter with his athleticism. Then you do can have maybe Drum guard him sometimes, but again, Drum having those four foul calls. So I'm not saying that I wouldn't have liked, especially like down the stretch where the Bulls just needed a rebound and then they could have went up and set up on offense, but it's just, it's, it's not a lineup. I get it. It worked and it looked really good in the game against the Minnesota Timberwolves and it's looked good in certain stretches in other games against the teams in the season. Like Milwaukee, yeah, we can use that lineup against Milwaukee. I think that that's definitely one of those teams that we can use that lineup against, but it's not going to work against every team. It's not now all of a sudden this default lineup that we can just go to day in and day out. It's just not going to be that. And I said it in yesterday's episode, like, keep using it in situations where, where it's working. And as long as it's working, keep using it, right? If When it's working, keep using it. Don't let off. Keep absolutely using it when you can. But the fact of the matter is, is that you, you just don't have a lot of opportunities. Or it's, it's not going to work against every single team 100% of the time. It's just not going to. So, you know, it was negative four yesterday and only seven minutes that they played together. So, like I said, I could understand maybe they could have worked themselves out of it. But at least in what we saw in the minutes, that was the story there. And I know it sucks, but that would that alone changed alone. I don't think would have won the game, the Bulls, the game, especially when you had players shooting the ball. It, it was a winnable game without doing that. When you have a player player like Kobe White, who's so important for our offense, go five of twenty one and two of eleven from from three pointers, it's going to be tough. And you know, Kobe did some other things to where it wasn't like a, just a bad game overall from him. It was a terrible shooting game from him. And it happens sometimes. We've seen Kobe have these performances before. Now, in that, Ayo DeSumo stepped up hugely. Five of eight from, from three-point range, getting his career high in five three-pointers made. He gets 19 points in that starting lineup for the Chicago Bulls. Dalen Terry and Julian Phillips together. That was a, that was, I'm not going to lie. That was, that was a little bit of a, of a rough, of a rough uh, uh, lineup of having them out there together. I get it, Torrey Craig's on a minutes restriction, things like that. Dalen Terry's still figuring it out. He had a really good highlight reel dunk. Do not get me wrong. That was great. But even in that time, overall in the game, Dalen Terry and Julian Phillips played five minutes together. They were negative two, so not hugely bad. And they're probably players that you're going to want to play together at some point in time, so you want them to learn that. Um, but it just it was one of those games where the bench of the Orlando Magic completely outplayed the Chicago Bulls. They almost scored double the amount of bench points that we did, and the Bulls just did not have it going down the stretch of this game execution absolutely killed the Bulls in this game and it's unfortunate man it's really un- unfortunate we are four and seven against the Orlando Magic since we traded for Nikola Vucevic this team has owned us for the most part uh in that in that time period and it, it sucks there's a lot of reasons why and things like that but you know when it comes down to it the Bulls could have won this game it was still a winnable even with with the lineups and things like that and they just didn't and DeMar talked about it after the game he said this. The second half of the season, man, we just, you know, you don't want to drop games like this that you, you know, you got no matter who, whoever is against, whether it's the teams under us or above us, whoever. Look, man, we, we need every game. We gotta lay it all out there on the line. We gotta lay it all out there on the game, on the line, every single game. 
like I said, every single game is important. You know, whether we got, you know, a full team or limited guys, whoever we got, you know, we got to go out there and just leave it out there online. You know, I don't want to leave, you know, one minute, you know, um, untouched if, if, if it was up to me just so, just so we can win a game. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody's tired. It's that time of the season where everybody's just waiting for a break or whatever it may be, but, you know, we, we, we got to leave it all out there. And that is a poignant word, I feel like, or words, I feel like, from from DeMar DeRozan. We need every game because we do, especially when you look at how tight that Eastern Conference is, and we're trying to make that move, and we're trying to be competitive. So hopefully the Bulls can do that, man. And then the second thing that a lot of people are going to talk about in this game is that last shot by DeMar DeRozan. And like I said in the postgame show, I understand maybe the reluctance to go to Kobe with how cold he was shooting in that game. He was cold shooting, right? I, I understand it. And we know that DeMar DeRozan is Billy Donovan's safety net. And when a player that, you know, it's been a big part of your offense and Kobe White is having a bad night, DeMar is going, I mean, uh, Billy Donovan is going to go back to DeMar. Now, with that said, Io DeSumo had the hot hand. And he was great on both sides of the ball, defensively and offensively. And you could have maybe ran something there, still put the ball in Kobe's hands, maybe made him decide. But you know, at the end of the day, man, the Bulls did push it to overtime. They could have been able to win in overtime. We couldn't get a rebound to save our life. It was so many possessions in that overtime period where it was like it took like four opportunities, and the Orlando Magic still ended up with the offensive rebound after four offensive rebounds. And then, and then four is exaggerative. I'm exaggerating there. That's hyperbole. But they still ended up with the bucket after the Bulls just couldn't get loose balls, things like that, man. It's unfortunate. And, you know, the Bulls get a loss at a time period where this win could have been big for the Chicago Bulls, especially in the standpoint of the standings in the play-in tournament. And, you know, the Bulls, they got two games left on the schedule. It's the Atlanta Hawks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. That Atlanta Hawks game is going to be important for creating some separation from them. We're one game above them now. That game can really help uh, get some separation there. But it sucks, man. The Orlando Magic now move up to the 7th seed. The Miami Heat drop down to the 8th seed where the Bulls are now three and a half games behind them. So we'll see, man, what happens ultimately with, with this, uh, with, with you know, as they go forward after the All-Star break. You know, in that clip with DeMar talking about guys being tired, things like that. And I do think that's valid, right? I, these guys are human. Playing a lot of minutes, Kobe White is. Um, you know, him and DeMar are always playing a lot of minutes in these games. And so, you know, this rest, I think everybody's looking forward to, and I think it can't help. 45 minutes for Kobe, 43 minutes for Vooch, 44 minutes for DeMar DeRozan, right? Those are a lot of minutes played by those players. And Vooch, by the way, going having 26.17 rebounds, four assists, three steals, and a block. Shout out to Vooch for that solid stat line, even though defensively he left a lot to be desired for. He's one for seven from three-point range as well in that. So, you know, the Bulls got some things they definitely need to tighten up for sure. And we'll see if they can do it, man. I think uh, we play next up on Monday, and that is the game against the Atlanta Hawks, I believe. As I'm waiting for this to come up, we face we play Monday, and that is, yes, against the Atlanta Hawks. And then uh, on Valentine's Day, strangely enough, against the Cleveland Cavaliers. And then we're off for eight days before we come back against Boston um, the following Thursday on February 22nd. So let's see what's going to happen with this Bulls team. Let's see if they learn from this loss and things like that. But you know, the Bulls right now, we talked about the record against playing teams. The Bulls sit right now 3 and 5 against the other playing teams in uh the teams in that uh, playing range. We're 2 and 2 against the Miami Heat. We're 0 and 3 against the Orlando Magic and 1 and 0 against the Atlanta Hawks. Competitive. So the the Bulls remaining games left against these playing teams, especially, you know, if we want to move up or create more separation or or catch up in some cases, it's going to be important. 0 and 3 against the the Orlando Magic sucks. Two and two against the Miami Heat. Ah, right, cool. That's that's. Uh, we'll take that. We'll split with the Miami Heat. 
1-0 against the Hawks when I think we play them two more times in the back half of the season. We got one more time, um, you know, right before the All-Star break. We face them again on April 1st, and that's our last matchup. By that April 1st date, though, maybe things are decided. Hopefully, they're not as tight, but the Bulls need to play better against the playing teams if they truly want to make this move and be competitive. And let's hope that they can do that. And that's something I'm sure AK and Eversley are looking at. If you want to be, if you say you want to be competitive, you talk about everybody being bunched up. Well, hey, create some separation by beating the teams that are ahead of you or around you. Do that. Beat the teams that are at your level. That's all we're asking the Chicago Bulls to do. The, those teams are also playing teams for a reason. Play better against them. Execute better against them. We've got some voicemails on it, so I'm, I'm going to go into some other things. But definitely, I think that that playing record, I want to see that be better where they can make it better. Now, we all know the Bulls decided to not make moves at the trade deadline, and typically that means the Bulls are active in the buyout market. Now, you know, you got to ask yourself who in the buyout market would really help this team and, and how drastically would that help come? I look at a couple of key areas for the Chicago Bulls that we need. We need rim protection, which we've always needed. We can do, get some depth at a big man position with the injuries and things like that, and shooting. Now, you're not going to find that probably all in the same player, especially in the buyout market. It's not like it's full free agency. So the Bulls are going to have to really try to pick their poison with the players that are available in buyout and that would be willing to come here to Chicago to help the team on the back half of the season. Now, Billy Donovan was asked a little bit about the buyout situation. He said this. No, not really. I mean, I think that they're, they're definitely exploring that. Um, I think that, you know, in those buyout markets, my, my guess would be that there'd be conversations by Arturis and Mark with representation of those players of what they're thinking because once they're in that kind of that buyout they're kind of free to go wherever they go and, and generally if you know if there's someone that has an interest or feels like it would be a good fit like I've said they'll bring me in and we probably would get on the phone with the player and talk to them but you know as of right now nothing's kind of moved forward um, in terms of any plans now they're not opposed to bringing somebody in but I think they're certainly going to talk to representation and see where things are at with certain players and I think that the, you know, the fact that it, it, that's what we expected, right? They're, they're monitoring things. They're going to make some calls, things like that. For what that's worth, Casey Johnson did say that the Bulls could be could decide to target Joe uh, Harris in that buyout market. And, you know, I, I've seen say this before, and I know Joe Harris, and especially a lot of Bulls fans, they look at players and they're like, well, this player only does that. This player only does this. They're not going to help us. It's about when you're adding a buyout player, you're trying to add something that you're missing to your team. First year of this team being together, we tried to add Tristan Thompson at the buyout market. We needed some depth at the big man. We needed some more offensive rebounding. We needed some, some shot blocking. We added Tristan Thompson. It didn't really help much. Tristan Thompson didn't play all that well when he was a member of the Chicago Bulls. We then, in the second year, added Pat Bev. What we were looking for there, identity, leadership, a point guard, right, to kind of be that starting point guard for the Bulls because Io DeSumo had been in a sophomore slump. And Patrick Beverly brought that, and it helped the Bulls, helped propel the Bulls to 14-9 and over that stretch since signing Pat Bev. And Joe Harris is a career 43% three-point shooter, taking 4.7 three-pointers per game. Now, he only played 16 games this season for the Detroit Pistons. And in those games, he only took 1.9 three-pointers and shot the ball 33%. But that would be the first time, had that been over the course of a season, that Joe Harris shot sub-40% from three-point range since 2016-2007 with the Brooklyn Nets. The fact of the matter is, if you're looking at Joe Harris's career, yes, there's a reason to believe that he can come in and provide some of that shooting that you need. Do you want to rely on just the shooting? Do you all of a sudden want to turn him into this guy that's taking seven three-pointers for you per game? No. But when you look at possibly replacing him for the minutes that Javon Carter was getting, 
He got a DNP in this past game, which shout out to Billy Donovan on that one. Uh, he got a DNP, but if Joe, you replace those minutes with Joe Harris, also a player that understands how to be a role player. And we've seen that before on how role players can help. Now, I'm not saying that the Bulls should just narrow their search to Joe Harris. Danilo Gallinari could help. I know some Bulls fans said Spencer Dinwiddie. I think he's already committed now to the Lakers. Kyle Lowry is also another player that they're saying the Bulls could be interested in, but he just signed with his with the Philadelphia 76ers, so that's not going to happen either. So at the end of the day, the Bulls have a limited buyout market. I know people have brought up that young, stuff like that, but I think if the Bulls are going to add something, it's probably going to be that shooting. Joe Harris could possibly fit that bill. We'll see how he works out, man. If they end up doing it, if they end up even making that move to bring a player in at the, at the buyout market, we'll end up seeing if that comes to fruition. But okay. It's Sunday, so that means it's still mailbag day. The most important thing of this episode is your voicemails. And this first one, this one's from Gone. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, Mr. Hayes? This is Gone, man. Uh, I'm back again. I, I was reluctant to call you and put this in your mailbag, but uh, I was the one who said Drummond and Vooch should be on the floor at the same time. And it was one heard by a good man that that wouldn't happen that would be a 2k video game that would be the dumbest stupidest lineup ever and i see that lineup i see lineup. hey man it's all good you know you know but uh hey check this out i'm gonna tell you something else is wrong with the lineup caruso should not be out there it should be tory craig toby the rosen tory craig drummond and Vuk. There go your lineup. There go your lineup to run with. We'll see what he do. And uh, what's up with the mother cat? Uh, Ob and uh, hey, let's see what uh Henry Drill can do. Let's see what Sunoco can do. We seen what Phillips can do. Let's see some of them guys. But we'll see. I guess they gotta wait to see where they gonna go at. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home. Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc 
after the trade and the all-star and all that crap. All right, man. Just let you know, uh, 2K1. <laughs> all right, bro. Uh, I knew you were going to be calling on this, and fair enough. Here's the thing. It worked against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The problem in that you're doing is you're saying start them together. And just like in this game, it was ineffective in the minutes that they played. Again, with the caveat, could they have worked themselves out of it? Yes. But anybody who's looking at Drum and Vooch starting together, to me, in my opinion, is just looking at it and saying, looking at one aspect of it, it's not going to work. No. And your lineup that you presented in, in Kobe White, DeMar DeRozan, Torrey Craig, Drummond, and Vooch, come on, bro. Like, again... What, what We're talking about basketball in reality. When I say 2K, I'm talking about a lineup that will work great playing 2K video game, not a lineup that will work great in reality. DeMar DeRozan doesn't play the two anymore because in the modern NBA, and not being able to really shoot a three, come on, bro. That lineup has no spacing at all. You are hoping at that point that Torrey Craig and, and Kobe White are going to go nuclear every single time. Don't let the fact that D Drum and Vooch work together starting in one game against the Minnesota Timberwolves make you think that you're all of a sudden this 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 uh this uh, uh clairvoyant on lineups no that's a dumbass lineup bro like what are we doing come on man i get it you you got some you got some confidence built up after seeing that first game clearly you left this before the game last night you gotta chill on that bro you gotta chill in and get a little bit more bass in your voice my guy all right let's go ahead and get to the next all love by the way all love let's get into this next voicemail this one's from jamal what's up ladies it's your boy jamal back again with another voicemail for you Three minutes, let's get into it. So the trade deadline has officially passed, and the Chicago Bulls did literally absolutely nothing on this trade deadline. And you know the funniest thing about it is, I'm not shocked at all. I pretty much picture Mark Eversley and, you know, acting well, AK and, and Mark Eversley in the office. You remember that game where Kobe had, like, this horrible game, and he ended up seeing that college team win? He was like, clap it up. Yeah. Everybody clap it up right there. That's what I picture they're doing in their office right now after not picking, making any trades. Just clap it up, everyone. Great job not trading anybody this year. Good job. <laughs> that being said, I'm not shocked that they didn't make any trades. Once it was reported that Zach Levine was out for pretty much the remainder of the season with that foot injury, it was pretty much a done deal that there was nobody else getting traded because you weren't going to trade tomorrow for the simple fact that, like, one, you need his scoring on the team if you still want to, quote-unquote, be competitive in the sense of uh, his um, veteran experience. And two, there's not many teams that were going to trade for them. I could see trading for DeMar anyway. Like, no offense to him, he's not really a needle pusher. I don't see him going to championship contender and really being that piece that puts them over the edge. Same thing with Booch, although I think Booch, depending on the team, might be able to provide a little bit more just because of his size, but he's never been that great of a defender. So, you know, again, I didn't see many people getting traded. I guess Drummond was one of the biggest, you know, pieces that was that was plausible for getting traded just because of him being a good rebounder and, and, and solid or decent rim protector. Um, but, and he was on a friendly, very friendly contract. But again, I, I'm not shocked that AK and, and, and Mark Anderson didn't do anything. It's just very, you know, interesting that a lot of Bulls fans were disappointed. Like I said, the only person I saw really getting traded this trade deadline was Zach, and that's only if he was healthy. And since he went out, that pretty much tanked his value. Um, and there was nobody willing to play, make that type of trade for a player that's coming off of an injury. So, you know, it is what it is at this point. Um, we'll see what they do in the offseason. I wouldn't be shocked if some major changes do happen in the offseason, but we'll see what they do then. Other than that, it's always see where and go Bulls, and we'll see what they do tonight.
I think a lot of Bulls fans aren't shocked by the Bulls not doing anything at the deadline. I, I, I mean, I don't know where people were where they thought if they thought the Bulls were going to make major moves at the deadline. And that's why in my video, I, may, I, I after the deadline, I mainly pointed out it's the culmination of events that led the team to this place. And we actually have a voicemail on there, so I'll get into that a little bit more. Um, but it, it's it's the it's the combination of things. You sat there after the season ended last year and said the Bulls fans would be shocked by what you do in the offseason. We weren't shocked. We weren't surprised. We weren't over the head over heels about it. We then come up into this trade deadline. Of course, once the Zach Levine thing went down, that really did make it. Everything that we heard leading up to that point was that the Bulls were focused first on getting the Zach Levine trade done, seeing what they get back in that, and then kind of informing what they do. Once Zach went down, that option went away. It kind of cleared the, the scenario that the Bulls were probably not going to do anything at the, at the deadline. But uh, it's, it's unfortunate because you want to improve a team and to be competitive as AK talks about wanting us to be, you can't keep things the same. You're getting worse every year by staying the same and other team making changes and your players are getting older because you have players over 30. It'd be different if we had a team of 22 to 25-year-olds where they're getting better over the years, right? We have a team where you can see DeMar is in decline. He is no longer the king of the fourth. He's just not. That doesn't mean he's still not a very impactful player over the course of the game, but in the fourth, he's not bailing you out anymore. Nikola Vucevic is having one of his uh, most inefficient seasons of his career, which points to a decline being there, right? Zach Levine, you, know, you wouldn't expect a decline yet from Zach, but again, injuries, the trade request, things like that. So you got to mix up something in this team if you want to stay truly competitive, and we'll see what they do this offseason. Great voicemail there from Jamal. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Todd. Yo, what up, Hayes? This is Todd, man. Just uh, calling in to respond specifically to Aiden Live and Chalo from the last voicemail um, show. Um, man, listen, what are we talking about with this continuity, man? Like, I live in New York City. I'm from Chicago, but I live here. I've watched the Knicks walk us from incremental moves over time. First, Jalen Brunson, and then all the moves that they've made this year. By keeping this team together for, what, a ninth seed, we're just going to set ourselves up for the future for, for L. Yeah, I believe Kobe can be a number one like we're seeing with Brunson or, or in Indiana um, and so forth. But the fact is, is that we need pieces around him, and we draft those pieces. We never get those pieces of free agency or trades for the most part. Now, those can be useful pieces, but we draft, so we need draft picks. And what, is, what does AK do best? He drafts second-round picks best. So what are y'all talking about? I don't understand the, the logic here because it's like we need to not only look for the three inches in front of our face, but three months and the three years thereafter. Come on, y'all. Y'all smarter than that. I listen to y'all leave messages all the time. But what are we doing here? Continuity? Nah. Love what you pointed out there. Incremental moves over time. The New York Knicks is a perfect example of that. And I think for Bulls fans that want to see this team make all these moves here and there, it's inc and that's what the Bulls did, right? When they went out, they traded for Vooch, and they got Lonzo Caruso, DeMar, right? And they, and they made an overhaul of the roster. But usually sustained success comes from incremental moves over the time, setting a foundation. The New York Knicks set a solid enough foundation. It wasn't a great team. wasn't this team that was going to go on playoff like long playoff drops when they had R.J. Barrett and, and um, Julius Randle, right? They started winning more games. You then get Jalen Brunson, who then takes that takes the pieces that you had there and elevates them with his play, and then since then they've kept supplementing that addition by making incremental changes over time to the point now they look like a team that really could go on a serious push and maybe even come out the Eastern Conference depending on how some things fall for them in matchups. 
But yeah, that's what you want to do. And that's originally what this team wanted to do, right? Build organically over time. And then decided to rush that process, gave up draft capital for it, and now we are where we are. So we'll see if that changes, man, if they changes their, their model a little bit at all. Like I said, it's not just about this trade deadline. It's about the culmination of events that led us to where we are now after this trade deadline. Great point there from Todd. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Mello. Yo, what up, Hayes? This is Mello, bro. I actually just came back from watching that Orlando-Chicago game because I'm out here in Florida. Went and checked the game out. And, yeah, the Bulls lost. And being there and actually able to see things, it really is Billy Donovan. I mean, it sucks that he has this extension and we have no idea how long he's going to be the coach. But it's Billy Donovan. And I'm watching the players' reactions on the bench and stuff like that, he's losing that team. Like, I watched Drummond because he wasn't able to play pretty much that whole second half. And I had good seats. I was a few few rows behind the Bulls bench. And in the, the huddles and stuff like that, and Billy's running up stuff, and I'm looking at Drummond, looking at what he's running, and he's just shaking his head in disgust and just walked to the other end of the bench. He had a situation where DeMar wasn't agreeing with what he was trying to run. Kobe said a couple of things to him. And then for that game, for this game tonight, that big lineup that he had been running recently, that lineup could have helped tonight because the Bulls weren't turning the ball over. They weren't taking bad shots. They were playing good defense. They just weren't able to finish the defense because when Orlando went big, the Bulls were still small. And you got one of the best rebounders in the NBA sitting at the end of the bench. And then he decides to put in Phillips and Galen Terry at the same time. It just doesn't make any sense. And I'm just looking, I'm like, we kept drum because they're trying to be competitive. From what I saw tonight looking at that guy, he's gone after the season. He's not going to re-up with the Bulls. And I don't think DeMar is going to re-up either. So it's going to be Kobe, Zach, until they most likely trade him. And Luke next season, and hopefully Patrick Williams makes a stuff. But being able to see reactions and stuff like that is Donovan. He cannot coach this team. So as long as he's the coach, it's not going to matter who the Bulls pick up because they're going to be underachieving because they have an underachieving coach. But that's pretty much that. Good game tonight by Io, though. Seen a lot from him. But like I said, Donovan has to go. But it sucks that it's not going to be no time soon. But competitive, right? That's what they wanted. Anyway, have a good one, bro. See Red. Billy Donovan. <sighs> Like, like, and like I said in the, in, the, in the opening, it's not just about Billy Donovan playing Drummond. It's about more things than that. The, the lack of adjustments and things like that. But the thing that I've said about it is when it comes down to Billy, he's going to be here. So I've kind of stopped bitching about it because he's been here. They, they've hitched their wagon to Billy Donovan. He's going to be here until he's not. Now, as far as Drummond being gone after the season, that is one of the biggest scenarios, right? The Bulls don't have a lot of space under the luxury tax next year, especially if they look at signing Patrick Williams and DeMar DeRozan. So even before whether Drum wants to leave or not, the Bulls may, may just not be able to afford to keep him. That is why those uh, those not getting those second-round picks or whatever it was kind of hurts in a, in a sense, right? So we'll see, man, what happens with Drum. Maybe the Bulls do have something up their sleeve where they clear a lot of salary and they could bring Drummond back. I do think Drum would want to come back, though. I don't think the situation – because keep in mind, he could have – this is – this situation this season is better than last season, and he wanted to come back. He opted into his deal last season where he could have probably went out in the free market and at least got the same deal, right? He could have got a vet minimum. So that plays a part in it as well. So I think that that Drum would want to come back if the Bulls can bring him back. Regardless, as much as we look at Billy Donovan, and I know you said what you saw. I'm not doubting what you saw on the sidelines. Players typically back Billy Donovan. It's one of the more unique things on how Bulls fans view a coach versus how it seemed Bulls players do. But maybe they're just playing the politics of it. But we'll end up seeing what happens in this offseason, brother. Thank you for the voicemail. Let's get into the last one. This one's from Corn. Hey, what's the word, King? It's Corn, man. Um, 
you know, I got I got five minutes before I get back to this job, man. Um, so I just wanted to hit up here, Howard, man, about the game tonight. And, and, and let's talk about some other things. Well, last night. It's last night. Um, that game was competitive. <laughs> that game was competitive. Uh, we compete. And I think what's wrong with AK and what he's doing right now, he's taking the back of us blue-collar Chicago Bulls fans. Because win, lose, and draw, that's what we First of all, bro, listen, I had to. I don't know how much of it is going to come through in the edit. I had to edit your audio so much to get the wind out of your background, bro. Stop calling on you, bro. Stop hiding from work and calling on you, break. Like, call on your off day when you're in the house, bro. Go on, your, go on the break room. The wind was killing me when I had, I had to edit. This, is, this goes to show. Matter of fact, I'm going to go back and play a piece of Korn's audio here. Bro, you're, you're, This the magic of edit. I am an amazing audio editor, but I need you to help. Me help you, Corn. That's my brother, Corn. Man, I got to throw him a little bit of fun. Uh, but Bulls winning winnable games is is a must, bro. You have to win the the winnable games. And I can't say that I see the Bulls missing the play in. I just don't see that personally. But if it does happen, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be um a result of of the lack of activity, coaching, and and things like that that cause it. I I'm not gonna say that I see us missing the play in. Yes, the Magic are a better team than us. But I still think we're a better team than the Hawks. I still think we're a better team than some of those teams below us. For the Bulls to completely miss the play-in, it would have to take not only the Hawks jumping us, but it also would have to mean that the um, the Brooklyn Nets also jump us. And we right now have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Brooklyn Nets. So, I mean, it would have to take some work to do it. I mean, listen, we saw the Bulls team before. What was it? They won like seven or eight games over like the last 30 or so games. 
uh, in 2021-22. Let's hope that that doesn't happen again because that is when my mental health was at its worst being a Bulls fan. I can't. I don't want to live through that again. So let's hope that that's not the case. But thank you for the voice, Merle Korn. Uh, but that's the time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are listening uh, and locked in with Chicago Bulls Central um, and, and every social media platform at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any voicemails. I'm sorry, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.